Welcome, Soul Tribe, to Deep Soul Awakenings with your hosts, Chastity Ryan and Millie Franco. Get ready to shed some light on the unspoken aspects of spiritual and healing journeys. Hey, guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Deep Soul Awakenings. We're your hosts, Chastity Ryan. And Millie Franco. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Soul Tribe. Yes. Um, happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year and all of those 2023. Hopefully, all of you guys started on a good note. But if you're like me, you probably have ascension symptoms and have been experiencing some very weird things. Um, so, hopefully, you guys are drinking lots and lots of water. That's literally the only advice that I have for you. If you're experiencing any ascension symptoms, just keep yourself hydrated and slowly but surely it'll pass. And always remember that it's a good thing. And it just means that your body is shifting with the energy. Yeah, I really tried. I, I promised myself yesterday, Amelia, I was like, I'm going to go to bed early. So today I'm going to go to bed before midnight. <laughs> and it did not. <laughs> Same. Same. I was just I like, tried, but I was just like, okay, you know, I surrendered. I'm like, it's not going to happen. It is what it is. I just could not sleep. So yeah, it must've been a collective thing then yesterday because I attempted to sleep and I couldn't, and then I would fall asleep and then I would wake up. I couldn't sleep again. And then my, um, my son, Julian, my eight-year-old, he's very sensitive. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm convinced that I am literally raising a family of like the next generation of light workers. It's just what like spirit this is what spirit is telling me so I'm like all right guys let's let's do this and um he could not sleep for the life of him and he I could hear him in his bed like oh I just need to sleep I have school tomorrow and I'm excited for school but I don't want to be awake but I'm not tired and then he's like I just wish my mind would be quiet and I was like same kid same (laughs) telling you they feel it too and it's not more because they're so present yeah because you know you're so in tune yeah and I, I feel like when you're a kid that's when you're extra extra magical and like just this beautiful light being of like so much possibility and you haven't forgotten all of the stuff that we forget as we get older but on that note unintentionally perfect segue <laughs> right I was just thinking that I'm like this is definitely <laughs> leading up so today we are going to be talking about our inner child, you yes. know, what is our inner child? What is it like to connect? Why is it important? So I am going to shoot it over to Chas to start for today. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. We we touched on it briefly in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And I feel that it was just right on time because this really coincides with healing work, with shadow work. And uh, we talked a lot about the suicide and the trauma and all that stuff. And a lot of it usually stems from childhood. Yeah. And part of connecting with your inner child is opening up to that again. But this is going to be a bit more lighthearted today, I feel, because inner child work is, is one of the most beautiful and the most rewarding aspects Mm -hmm. of this process I feel it's not just all dark night of the soul always you know but yeah again guys it's it's part of the cycle you know you go from the dark aspects to to be brought to light for for things in your life to be brought to light and inner inner child work is is just amazing 
Yeah. And when we think of children, I feel like I, I, when I think of like child's energy, I think of like very light, very light, kind hearted, super forgiving, super loving. So it's like, you know, for me, it really signifies like that, that turn of events where it's like, you're in such a dark place. And then suddenly it's like, there's this light and you start to feel the love again and things start to change. Right. It's that return to innocence. Mm-hmm. Like the song by Enigma, Return to Innocence, is one of my favorite songs. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, essentially it, it is that. It's that return to innocence and to really connecting with the youth-like feelings in yourself. And, and you just said it a few minutes ago, like when we become adults, we forget about these aspects mm-hmm. of the self. You know, it becomes all about adulting and the daily daily responsibilities and Mm -hmm. work and it becomes all about that and we just forget about those aspects yeah and we get so concentrated as we get older on carrying all the baggage that we have and all of the trauma and all of like the soul tears and different things that we're carrying from our parents and closed-minded thinking that it's like we essentially forget how to be children I can tell you so many adults that's like, even as a parent, sometimes I'm just like, okay, my kid wants me to play with him, but like, how do I play? What, what do I do to play? Like, I don't understand the concept of playing. And I'm like, how can I not understand this? If like, I was a kid once and I played all day, but it's like somewhere along the lines, it's like, you forget all of these things that as a child made you so happy. But then when you get in touch with them as an adult, lo and behold they also still make you very happy if anything they make you probably smile more than a lot of the things that you experience day to day though and there's so much beauty in that it's so true so I wanted to ask you Chas what was it like when you first met or experienced your inner child I did touch on it briefly last episode with the dream I had but it just was a gradual thing I feel I started to get more creative. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember as a child, I was always really creative. I loved to draw. I, I liked to, I, I used to write even when I was younger. I loved to write stories. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the, I believe it was the second grade that I was in the, the story writing contest. I back then really wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be an author. I think as I got older, life gets in the way responsibilities mm-hmm. you know I my creative self just started to dwindle and I think the beginnings of connecting with my inner child was opening up to my creativity again yeah. my artistic side once I started doing that it was interesting because I would dream a lot and I would dream a lot with a young child there was always a mm-hmm. child in my dream That's it was kind of like a sidekick like my, my dream, yeah. the dream child was like my psychic in my dreams, <laughs> which yeah. was kind of, which was kind of cool, you know, but I was just like, at the time I didn't quite understand it. Mm-hmm. I was, I was actually thinking that it had to do with maybe my biological clock ticking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like in my early pressure and yeah, I, I get that. I get that 100%. <laughs> and I was, I was like, what does this mean? Why am I constantly dreaming with a small child? I'm like, is this my biological clock? Is it telling me, you know? No. 
it's, it's, it's your inner child being like, hey, come play. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was just like, it was just interesting how it, there would always be a child that would show up mm-hmm. and they would be like my sidekick guiding me through stuff in the dreams. Yeah. And I talked about the one last week, the one in, in the tunnel and in the, like a sewer, mm-hmm. just dark areas, just, I think, but that particular dream was the one that I really connected the dots that this is me. This is a younger version of me. This wasn't just some random kid in the dream. And then that's when I was surfing on YouTube and uh, I got really, I went through a phase where I got super into Abraham Hicks Mm -hmm. and her, her transmissions and stuff like that. And she started talking. Who is Abraham Hicks for anyone who doesn't know? Okay. Abraham Hicks. Synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) She's very widely known, like mainstream known. Uh, She's a channeler. Uh, her and her husband had been doing light work and channeling since the early 80s. And her story is actually quite fascinating. So real name is actually Esther, Esther Hicks. But when she channels, she channels under the name Abraham, which is yeah. her higher form. Yeah. And um, yeah, guys, because we, when we channel, we're actually different people. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean we're multi we're functioning mm-hmm. multi-dimensionally we're multi-dimensional yeah. beings yeah. so it makes sense that at her higher form is completely different and masculine at that remember what you and I were talking about mm-hmm. having more masculine energy and and I think mm-hmm. her channeling Abraham a masculine makes a lot of sense because the masculine energy itself is very assertive it's very much a protector and an overseer and an and Abraham very much feels like an elder. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it makes sense, especially since she's channeling and sharing all of the information. Yeah. So her book, guys, if you're ever interested, of course, you know, we always put the information down below is Acts and it is given. That's one of her like popular best-selling books. And it tells about her beginnings as a channeler and how she basically got started with it. And it's actually quite fascinating like it's one of the books that I read early on a lot of it I related to but she has a lot of YouTube videos guys of her doing her her live transmissions and her workshops and things like that so she did one particular talking about inner child and connecting with your inner child and how Mm -hmm. essential that is in order for you to really grow become self-aware yeah and it great you know your higher self with your conscious self and yeah. she went into the whole thing and that got yeah. my wheels turning and yeah, I and even being self. able to love to love yourself you know mm-hmm. yeah because I think uh if I'm not mistaken I wish I could find the video but there's thousands of them on, on YouTube <laughs> so it's gonna be like a literal needle in a haystack to try to find that one but it was a gentleman he was actually in a really dark place like he said he was going through suicidal thoughts and he just never felt like he was enough. And, and he just went into the whole spiel and she asked him, have you, what would you tell your younger self? And he was like, what? Like, huh? Mm-hmm. She was like, if you were standing in front of the childlike version of yourself right now, what would you tell them? And that dude just broke down. Yeah. I've seen I've seen similar videos with other people where they've asked them similar questions and it's like, you know, light bulb. And it's mm-hmm. just like, oh man, like, oh, so powerful. It's harder, you know, 
for men, it's harder to connect with their emotional bodies because so very often, you know, because of gender roles mm-hmm. and being a man and a provider and a, emotions is always correlated as um, more feminine and being weak, if you mm-hmm. will. So yeah. we don't, uh, not we, because I, I don't want to say me, because um, I try to teach my son differently, but I feel like you know, past generations didn't necessarily encourage our, our men or even our, our, you know, little boys to embrace any of their emotions. It was, you know, it's always, well, you're a big boy. You don't need to cry or, you know, boys don't cry. And it's like, absolutely not. Stop being a girl. Yeah. And it's like, you know, absolutely not. Yes, they do cry, you know, and when you grow up, and you're a kid and you're being told that you can't cry it's like it, it does so much damage to you to your emotional body that at some point it gets to the point where it's like you you hardly feel any emotions anymore right you become a hollow show mm-hmm. you become like a hollow version of who you used to be yeah. and that's the most disturbing part of all as she told him she was like your your inner child is calling out to you your inner self you really need to embrace him, love him, and tell him all the things you've always wanted to say and do, but you just didn't have the courage to do it. And that guy was like, oh my gosh, like this is this is so powerful because I didn't have a great childhood. And I believe he said he was an, a military brat, you know, like he mm-hmm. was, his mm-hmm. father was in the military, was, you know, typical uh, you know, masculine man, yeah. and was in and out of his life. He always looked up to his father and felt like the, you know, the definition of a man is, is what his, his father was. And his father is no longer with us. He, he said his father had passed. For so long, he struggled with that because he wasn't his father. Mm-hmm. He was sensitive. He had a lot of heavy emotions, but he felt he had to suppress all that. So he just, as soon as she, she said, you know, what would you say to your younger self? Like, it's like the everything. Were set free. Yeah. His his unraveling just happened right there, like boom, boom, boom. like yeah. all of that just came out. Because and I mean, it happens sometimes in an instant when it, it's mm-hmm. like these all of these emotions are just sitting at the surface. And I feel, I feel like my experience was more similar to that, where it was like I did a meditation. I think it was only like a ten minute meditation, to be honest with you, Jess. Yeah. And it's all it, it takes. Yeah. Oh my god, it it's was crazy, it and it was like they bring you to this room and it was like a light room everything was light and then it was like to envision this mirror and in this mirror comes your inner child and I with my experience with my inner child is she's very eager she's very loving um which makes sense because I remember being a child and being very eager and very loving and wanting to hug everybody and kiss everybody so I'm like totally spot on you know and for me, it was like, I remember she came through the mirror way before she was supposed to. <laughs> and I remember she touched my face. And once she was just like, you're worthy and I love you. It was like, I could feel the tears pouring down my face. And it was just so emotional, but at the same time, so freeing because I was just like, I, I think I probably was waiting like my whole life to hear somebody just say, I love you and you're worthy. And it was just like, wow like okay fuck everybody was right like I, I didn't need to hear that for myself <laughs> <Right>. you know because <laughs> I always thought it was bullshit and then yeah. it's like mm-hmm. when you do this work and you see yourself as a baby because um, for some reason I'm always a baby maybe two or three years old 
and you hear what you needed to hear for so long it's just it's so powerful and so emotional and it's just like wow like oh my god like I I I never knew that I was holding so much inside until that moment where it's just like that innocence touched me and it's like it's it's okay to be emotional it's okay to feel it's okay to you know embrace yourself fully and not just the things that you feel are acceptable right I had mentioned this before how children are the most impressionable Mm -hmm. and at that time in childhood when you think back on it you are just so open to everything around you you're so receptive kids are Mm -hmm. so receptive Mm -hmm. they're like little sponges they just take everything all Mm -hmm. in such personalities little personalities and these tiny tiny I I call my um, kids my tiny humans Mm-hmm. and um it's like he, even my for my two-year-olds he's so compassionate he's so compassionate he's so loving he's so empathetic and you know these are things that we don't typically associate with kids yeah. and I feel like that's because we don't well society hasn't historically allowed kids to just be kids and and be themselves and and feel these emotions and I I, I feel like I've learned more from my eight and two year olds than I have from like my parents growing I up. I say that and, all and the time. Like all the time. And managing emotions and understanding what my secret yes and no is. And it's like I feel like when it comes down to it, kids know what they want. They know what they need and they know what doesn't feel good and they trust it. That's they exactly don't it. Question it. They don't trust it. They go with it. And that that's, that's a huge lesson for all of us. And that's essentially the root. What you touched on right there, Millie, is the root of inner child work. It gets you to understand your truest needs. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, you know, when we get wrapped up in our adult life, mm-hmm. our real truest needs, we know what we want because, you know, a lot of it is, I want this, I want that. But, but it's, it's what we one- want, what we need. <laughs> what we want and what we need Mm -hmm. right is two different things and a child always knows what they need and Mm -hmm. they will make it known okay and it's interesting that you your inner child is is a toddler is a baby because Mm -hmm. babies that's their functioning what they need and they'll cry and they'll tell you this is what I need. I, I'm hungry or I need to be changed or I want a toy or they will love. make it. And that for it, me was big. Yeah. And, just, and it, think... it's almost primal. If you think about it, it's almost yeah. primal in the sense where a, a child, a baby, and, and if you see a human child with a, with a animal, uh, a animal baby, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, a baby will cry and, and just like, whether it's a human child or an animal, they will cry and they will make their needs known yeah. and the mother will respond in kind. And, and that's the thing. I think that's where it all stems from, right? When there's a per, a point in that where our need was, our, our needs were not met. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, there's always some point in that where your needs are not met. Yeah. And I think people usually, like, I remember when I first had my son, it was always like, well, be 
be the person you needed when you were a child. And I would always be like, but I don't know who the hell I needed when I was a child because I didn't get that person. And I, I don't understand what that means. At one point I would, especially with Julian, I would do these meditations as myself as a child. And I would always be carrying myself as a child and Julian as a child on the other side. And whenever we would be going through like these healing fires, I would always take him like, come baby, because you need this too. And it's like, I never understood why. And then now it makes more sense as I go further on my journey. It's like, well, you know, he came into a time in my life where I was still unlearning a lot of the conditioning and a lot of the things that I was unaware of. So a lot of that, unfortunately, got passed to him as well. And it's it's within him and understanding him and, you know, putting myself in a place where I look at him as a child, as a baby, like, okay, well, baby, what do you, what do you need? What would you need for me right now? You know? And it's like, in that I'm understanding, okay, well, when I was a kid, like, for example, I remember similar to your experience, I was very creative as well. And I remember one time, I actually created like a, a project plan for there was like a space that they were renovating. And I created like this whole plan of what they could do with the space. And I had added like hospitals and clinics and housing and like all of this thing on like this elaborate plan, and probably in like, second or third grade. And it was hung up in the space where they were going to do the redevelopment because they were just like, this is amazing. Like people should see this. And I remember my parents, my mom never seeing it. I don't even think she ever knew about it. And as I was raising my son when he was little, especially when he started school, I would always tell myself, well, you got to be at work. You got to make sure you're at work. You got to make sure you're doing what you got to do because you know, I was in my masculine, you got to pay the bills and you got to make sure everything's done and not realizing that he's having all of these events at school and I'm not there and I'm not present and that's missing for him. And then I remember one day he came home and he was so sad and I was like, well, what's going on? Something's wrong with you. And he wouldn't tell me. And then all of a sudden he was in tears and he's like, well, everybody came to school today because we had, I think it's like parents as math partners and you didn't come. And I was by myself again. And I was like, oh, I didn't know it meant that much to you. And I've been present ever since. And in that aspect, I was like, oh, you know what? When I was a kid, I just accepted, hey, you know what? My mom can't be here. She has to work. She has to do what she has to do. So yeah, I'm doing all of these things and they're great, but it's not a big deal. She can't come. She can't be here. And in reflecting back on that, I was doing the same thing to my son. And now, now it's completely different. Now I'll leave work and come back to make sure I'm there for him. And I make sure he sees me and like, I give him a hug before I go, because like, I'm like, no baby, I'm here. But then in my own life, as I look back, all of my accomplishments, I've never celebrated. I have been in plays. I have graduated from high school college twice I've done amazing things I've gotten certificates I've become like certified lactation consultant I've done all of these things and I've never celebrated myself and what I've learned in that is and not celebrating myself I'm not celebrating my inner child and I'm not giving myself credit and I'm not giving my inner child's credit for all of this beautiful magic that she's creating for me because it's nothing less than fucking magic it's nothing less than miracles and like beautiful light and it's just like in thinking about that 
it's like, I know that that's part of my journey, honoring those accomplishments for her so that I can feel that love inside of me and be like, you know what, I accomplished this thing and this is amazing and I have every right to be happy about it. And it it has to do with the aspect, as I mentioned, with uh, nurturing and the and positive reinforcement when yep. that when that's lacking in childhood that kind of sets the tone that those things don't matter yeah yeah and it goes with you the littlest thing yes can go with you forever i had read this thing um online and it was like a about an 84 year old woman who when she was younger and she would play with makeup her mom told her she looked like dumb or stupid and she said that at 84 years old, when she looked in the mirror and she would put on makeup, she could still hear her mother's voice in the back of her head. And it's like that 84, that traveled with her for her whole life. Yeah. So and it's like, will. Yeah. We really need to think about like the things that happened to us as kids and the things that we went through as kids that, that have stayed with us. You know, I, I never even realized that I wasn't celebrating myself and that I didn't find importance in it until I started doing that inner child work. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned how your inner child, like your childlike self had specific characteristics and attributes Mm -hmm. that you long forgot within your adult self, right? Yeah. For me, it was my childlike self was very brave and courageous and was adventurous and not afraid to take risks and as an adult I was the polar opposite I was so afraid to take chances and I felt like I always had a controlling outcome and um I always feared the unknown and just taking leaps of faith but as a child I would do that all the time yeah so that's why when uh, she would show up in my dreams that's how she would show up like my guide the one don't don't be afraid it's gonna be okay come on let's do this fearless okay and that was something that had just long been gone from my life I was so full of fear all the time and a lot of it again was the the things that happened after Mm -hmm. you know when I got older and all these other experiences I had and being told that that these things were wrong for me to be courageous and and, and speaking my mind and expressing myself because yeah, we had to be like we had to just listen all those that things yeah. subservient completely that's mm-hmm. how I was raised you have to listen to everything yeah. I say from a to z and if I say don't breathe don't breathe mm-hmm. the child stays in a child place <clears throat> um certain things you're not supposed to ask it's inappropriate or whatever the case may be um so yeah, after a while, it was just my truest self, which was my inner child, which was very fearless, courageous, and just open to trying new things that became yeah. less and less and less of a threshold for me as an adult. Yeah. I became so fear-based and so, oh my gosh, well, what's everybody going to think? And I became more focused on how other people will react to these things about myself that, Mm -hmm. that just hindered me from even, you know, pursuing the the simplest things. Yeah. And I held myself back for so many years because of it. 
And I feel like essentially we do it too, because we're trying to protect ourselves and we're trying to protect that child, not realizing how far we're literally like stuffing them inside and blocking them off Mm -hmm. until it gets to the point where we have like no contact anymore. Right. And it's like, you lose that part of yourself. Absolutely. And in that, I feel that's when you start developing codependent tendencies. It kind of goes mm-hmm. hand in hand with that. There's this amazing book that I read a couple of years ago. It was called The Road Back to Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by Lisa A. Romano. She's like a um, empowerment coach. Trash dropping the gems today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great. And she's, like I said, she focuses on narcissistic abuse and codependency. That's like her umbrella. That's like, I mean, she's so knowledgeable. Like Mm -hmm. literally guys, her videos got me through such tough times because a lot of the things she talks about really resonated, was so relatable. And when she came out with her book, of course, I immediately wanted to dive right in and I bought her book and her book was primarily about her childhood. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people, I feel there was a lot of feedback as to, oh, well, this is not so much about narcissistic abuse. This is about her childhood. But I'm like, dude. This is where it starts. That's the whole point of the book. The whole point is getting you to understand her childhood and what led up to her being a codependent and having toxic relationships as an adult with her family, with her friends, with her husband, with her children. The system's everywhere. Everywhere. That's what the book was about. And you don't essentially get that. It feels more like a memoir in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But as you get toward the ending of the book you start to connect the dots that this is what led up to her having crippling codependency as an adult yeah and I think that's pretty much like the definition of what shadow work is literally looking within yourself looking in your past seeing how things played out in your past and how it correlates to the person that you are in the future well or in the present time and really just trying to unlearn a lot of things like for me even now where we're doing this podcast I'm working on myself spiritually and sometimes I find myself where I'm just like yeah but I'm not where I want to be and I'm like oh whoa whoa like wait first off you accomplish a lot celebrate yourself be happy about it fucking jump up and down scream be happy because you know what compared to a year ago you have accomplished so much and a year ago you couldn't you wouldn't even have been able to imagine even being a fraction of the person that you are today so celebrate it and be happy yes and you are exactly where you need to be right here right now yeah and that's the thing because we're so we're so focused on the future and and it builds all this anxiety because we feel like we're supposed to be in a certain place now leading up to the future and Mm -hmm. then we lament on the past and the mistakes we've Mm -hmm. made and we don't want to repeat those mistakes. So we're constantly, stuck. <laughs> wait, we're, we're constantly vacillating back and forth between the past and the present. And I mean, the past and the future, and we're never present. Yeah. So it's always when you're thinking about now where I am and being grateful for that. And like, damn, like you said, I, I've come a long way. I've done all these amazing things and being appreciative and grateful for that right here right now is all that matters it's all that matters and that's the one thing as an adult 
we forget because children are present man children are yeah, just all completely. about the now completely they're mad one second and they're happy the next second and it's totally fine because you know what they felt that emotion completely and they released it because now there is no purpose and now they're happy again and that's a lesson that we all need to learn because i feel like especially for me when i'm angry i want to be angry all day and now Mm -hmm. i'm like wait why am i angry am i angry at something for real or am i triggered about something that happened before that's making me feel the same kind of way oh no i'm triggered all right let me feel this shit real quick let me be as angry as i want to be and i'm like okay do i feel better no not really all right then i don't need the anger then because it's not really helping me and then I try to be like, okay, well, you know what? Let me write all of this down. Because, you know, we love journaling and I write all freaking day if I can. Um, <laughs> so I'm yep. like, let me write all of this shit down. And you know what? As I write it and I finish, that signals my release. And you know what? I surrender it to source and I don't need it. It's gone. I let it go. Yeah. And that is why presence is so imperative on this path. And inner child work essentially leads you to that understanding yeah learning because children are present that's their energy that's their functioning yeah they're not really they ain't worried about what happened yesterday or what was going to happen in the next six to eight weeks they're not worried about that and if you ask them what it is that they're here to do they usually know yeah because i asked my eight-year-old like what what are you here for boo what what do you what are you here to do in this life and he's like mom i'm here to love you and I'm like, boo, you know what? A thousand percent you are because you've been a big source of my healing. Like, and he says it and he looks at me like, what do you mean? Like, hello. And I'm just like, oh, okay. But if you asked me a year ago, what are you here to do? I would have looked at you like, I have no idea. You ask me now and I'm here to share my voice. I'm here to share my voice so that I can help others and so that we can all get to a place where one day, you know what? Everybody is healed. And we're all on a journey and we're all freaking love because at the end of the day, all, all, the only thing that's actually real here is the love. Mm-hmm. Because the, the fear and the anger and all of these emotions are usually stemming from things that we've created. Right. And Absolutely. when you release it, what's left is love. Yes, that is the root of it, guys. Unconditional love. Because children are just beacons of unconditional love. Yeah. Beautiful, they don't put, they don't put any... <laughs> They don't put any conditions or rules or stipulations to love. They just love. Yeah. And that's how they live every day. And that's something that once we connect to, it's like, wow, I forgot about this. And that mm-hmm. that's the most, I guess, the saddest thing of all when you realize you forgot mm-hmm. what it's like to just love unconditionally. Yeah, because so many things get in your way and so many coping mechanisms and triggers and traumas and things that put that to the wayside because then you you want to attach those things to how you love but you don't have to because love is always there yeah. and you go and you see your children you know like for me I'm always with my nieces when I see them how they just are always open to just expressing yeah, your nieces are amazing man they're beautiful yeah they, I, they I love are. Them they are and your they're boys so i love i love watching <laughs> you i love watching you and the boys interact on when you put up your stuff on instagram it's just so cute it's just warms yeah. my heart they get mad at me I for it, it though now <laughs> <laughs> but um, i love it and, and it's just it really captures 
it encapsulates uh, the essence of a child. And this is why it's so important, guys, because children just want to love. Children just yeah. want to be present. Children just want to have fun and express themselves. And be and silly feel, and, and feel safe. Yeah. And feel safe to do that. And I think what happens again, like we mentioned, there was periods in our lives where we didn't feel safe to do that. Yeah. And that's kind of what led up to, like I mentioned earlier about codependency. And like I said, that book, Millie, it's great. Road, road back to me. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I will make sure to put in the description so that everybody can look it up if they're interested. Such, such a good book. And she really touched on the fact that she grew up with an addict parent and a codependent parent her father her father was an alcoholic she was now she's an adult child of an alcoholic but her mother was codependent and her mother was just very just detached yeah but when it came to her husband she was just very codependent with him but detached with her particularly I think she was the only I think she was the only girl oh no I think she had a younger sister her sister was kind of like the baby or the golden child and then there was the son yeah so she was kind of like the middle child and she just kind of got the brunt of her mom's anger and resentment I find that usually it's the child that reminds you most of yourself Mm -hmm. that ends up getting the brunt of that because I I feel like in in my experience with my mom Mm I can say hands down, I reminded my mom the most of herself. And I, I feel that I took the, the brunt of that when it came to a lot of things with her. So I think that, that that usually tends to be like the projecting of seeing yourself in someone else and remembering when you had to protect yourself and then projecting that onto them to protect, to protect themselves too. But I, I feel like essentially when I think of inner child work, I think of, you know, self-love. And if there is anyone out there who is struggling with self-love and struggling with you know just understanding what that even is inner child work is definitely a great place to start because you see yourself as this child and vulnerable and you you know you just get to this point where it's like you you can't help but love yourself Mm -hmm. you can't help but love yourself and in loving yourself you gain so many things and so much of a sense of self-worth that when you start to do this work, you start to see that a lot of the things that were holding you back before in doing this work, you're freed from and you're able to release. And it really is such a beautiful thing. Right. And a good place to start is, as I mentioned earlier, with with what Abraham Hicks had suggested to this gentleman was, what would you say to your young, younger self? Envisioning them right in front of you and mm-hmm what would be the things you want to say to your younger self? And a lot of times, again, we've talked about writing, writing a letter to your child self, right? And saying everything you want to say to them. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, when I did that, it was very apologetic. I I remember just writing, "I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for ignoring you. I'm sorry for not valuing your you know your existence in my life I'm sorry for not showing you love when you most needed it and I remember just reading it back and just again waterworks man I was crying and because it was just such a, a release yeah and all the things that I was not getting from others I wasn't giving it to myself and that was 
Yeah, and that's where it starts. Yeah, that was the uh, realization that Mm -hmm. came about after I did that, that I can't expect to get from others what I'm not giving myself. Exactly. And you're not going to be able to receive it. No. Once I wrote that out and I wrote everything and I just, all the guilt and you, and, and this, we, we've been talking about core wounds. I realized that I was carrying a core wound of guilt because of this. Mm-hmm. Once I apologized, once I embraced and I, I told them, I love, I, I told my childlike self, I love you. I acknowledge you. It just opened so many new doors it just was like a whole new world opening guys so I mean this is I feel the best place to start you know you could find yourself you know Millie you mentioned meditation there's inner child guided meditation I love meditation um there is someone as well too um his name is Garen Jones he said something similar as well with writing the letter and if anybody um what he said was if you know if you want to take it a step further write that letter to your inner child's and then, you know, you can do the automatic writing and, ha- and have your inner child write a response to you, you know, and, and read that and feel how powerful that is and then allow them to tell you, I, you know, because I, I find children most of the time don't even need for you to ask for forgiveness. They are just so forgiving like that. You know, it, they're just like, well, you know, that doesn't matter now. It was yesterday. Like, you're here now, like, love me up. Like, you're sorry. So come love me. Like, let's not even think about that you know, so just, it, it's worth it. And it, it really is. It, it really is. And yeah. I, I, like I said, it just, it got me to so many uh, inner truths about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, same here. It really did. And I, I feel like it, it's just, it's, it's freeing and it's so much release. And if there's anybody out there who's just like, you know, I want to start in my journey and I don't know where to start, inner child work is definitely one of the best places to go. Yes. And one of most, one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it, in the beginning, it can't be a bit heavy mm-hmm. because you're tapping into <clears throat> things that have been long suppressed. Okay. But once you do and once you're like, it's okay. And that's the thing just being told it's okay it's fine it's okay I love you I accept you I I mentioned earlier how children are so impressionable because they just want to be loved and accepted I remember as a kid I just that's all I wanted I just wanted to be loved and accepted for who I am I knew I knew even back then as a kid I was different and all I just wanted I just wanted you know most of us do and I never fit in I knew like from very young, I was different. Okay. And I've also come to the conclusion I'm a star seed, but that's another (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So we, we definitely have that alien like vibe. And (laughs) as kids, you feel that, you know, that you're different and you just crave that acceptance of someone telling you it's okay. I accept you for who you are. And, you know, and, and, and I think that right there, is something that we crave throughout our lives. Yeah. And once you start the process with the inner child, so I love, mm-hmm. I love and accept you. 
when you start accepting your inner child, when you start accepting yourself, it just opens up, like I said, it just opened up a whole new, it's a whole new ball game, guys. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's just what yeah. I'm going to say. It's a whole I new also, ball game. I challenge all of you. Um, Ooh, a challenge. Okay. Tap into yeah. your, you know, tap, tap into your inner child. Yes. Where something that you feel like your inner child would think is the coolest thing in the world. Um, I do this pretty consistently. I feel like me and Chas did this today. Um, we both ended up wearing like really funky shirts. Yeah. Like you can see mine. Mine says, now is the time. This is the hour. Ours yeah. is the magic. Ours is the power. The craft. Chas has the craft on. Like, <laughs> go out and buy yourself something that your inner child would think is so freaking cool and wear it. Wear How it. crazy I, is that we're both wearing craft yeah. shirts? And I guarantee you, you're going to get compliments. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. And you're going to feel so good when you do. Yeah. You know, just tapping into that experimental, like, fearless, I'm me, this is who I am. And just having that childlike wonder and having fun with it. Again, because kids have fun. Yeah. Kids are just about that life, you know? Yeah. Once you go there again, it's just like, man, I, I missed this. Yeah. Did you feel like that, Millie? Did you feel like, I man, do. I missed this? I, do. I missed this so much. I, um, at one point I had tried to change the way that I was dressing because I felt like, you know, this is not professional. And then recently I said, fuck it. <laughs> um, which is why if you guys see me, I always have like some kind of funky shirt on or patterns and I've noticed that in finding the cool clothes that I like, and if I find a shirt that has like skulls and daisies or freaking moons and stars, I buy it. I buy it and I wear it and I'm so happy. And it just feels so good to actually feel like myself. Yeah. So I, I encourage you guys, please, please try. And on that note, we're going to go into our card goals. Um, I'll go first. So the card yes. that I have for today is completion. So... I pull this card, I feel like, to let all of you know, you know, for those of you who were going through that dark night of the soul and that depression and just feeling really low, you know, if you've made it to this point and you are ready to do this work and you are ready to start this inner child work, know that that dark night of the soul, that instance of you feeling depressed, that part of the journey is, is done. You don't need to go back to that aspect. You may come back in different aspects, but it won't be the same as that one. It won't be as harsh. It won't be as painful in a sense. You know, that it, it's, it's done. It's completed. And this is the next step in your journey. So remember to celebrate how far you've come. Remember to, you know, really allow yourself some rest because coming out of that phase in your journey is very, very exhausting. It's very stressful. It's very tiring. Allow yourself that rest. Allow yourself to recuperate. Drink lots of water. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. But really, really celebrate yourself and celebrate your accomplishments. Because you have come so far. And you have done so much. And you surpassed what you even thought you were capable of. And there's so much beauty and so much so much in that to celebrate right and the best is yet to come and that's yeah. another thing getting excited yeah. because you 
you've had this wonderful accomplishment and it just gets better and better. And that's the thing. When you go through this phase, when you're doing the healing work, a lot of people, again, are afraid of the darker aspects, but we're here to tell you that doing in doing this work, you reach such amazing feats. Yeah. And it takes real courage to really uh, tap into this. And again, it, it's the benefits of it is just amazing. Yeah. And for every step you make, celebrate that. Like yeah. that's, that's another thing, another challenge for you guys. Celebrate Give yourself, yourself an incentive. <laughs> Give yourself an incentive, guys. If you reached, if you reached a realization, if you had a breakthrough of some kind, celebrate that. Give yourself an incentive. Take yourself out. Go to your favorite restaurant. Buy yourself your favorite. Buy yourself, you know, a new wardrobe. Do your hair. Treat yourself to something. Mm -hmm. Celebrate that accomplishment. Yeah. Allow yourself to binge a show on Netflix if you really want to and rest. It's, it's not a bad thing to take rest. It's actually quite good for you. We don't have to be busy all the time, despite what we tell ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. So treat yourself, guys. Give yourself an incentive for every breakthrough you have. And that just makes you, it, it just gives you something to look forward to. And it keeps on, it keeps that momentum. Yeah. You know what I mean? So do that. So We've given you two challenges with this episode today, guys. So, yes. And as always, you know, give us your feedback, drop any comments, drop us some emails, let us know how things are going. We want to know what's going on with you guys. Yeah. Okay. So let's see what we have. I figured with the subject matter for today, I decided to use the wisdom of the Oracle, which I love very much. It's one of my favorite Oracle decks. It's by Colette Baron Reed. And she always gives like these really awesome meanings to her cards. And let's see. Here and now. Doesn't it always fit? <laughs> Don't you love that? Don't you love that, Millie? That exactly what we were talking about is reflecting in our cards. Here and now, guys. As we mentioned earlier in this episode, presence is the real root. It's it's the foundation of inner child work because the essence of a child is presence okay and the more we practice inner child work the more present we become the more uh, receptive we become to our surroundings and it's more about embracing instead of reacting and it just opens you up to a whole new aspect of yourself right here and and again we talked about acceptance when you're yeah. accepting yourself here and now, it's you being able to accept yourself tomorrow and the day yeah. after that and a week later yeah. and a month later and a year yeah. because you're doing it every day. 100%. And as somebody who suffers from anxiety for most of their life, let me tell you that when you're present, the anxiety is not there anymore. And it's a beautiful it feeling. Oh, yeah. Beautiful yeah. feeling. You, the fear starts to dissipate more and more. Yeah. Because you're, you're in that place of acceptance and embracing the now. The anxiety usually comes from uh, just focusing too much on the future and what's to come. And like, oh my gosh, am I doing this? Am I doing... Yeah. When you're just Trying like, no. to control the uncontrollable. Absolutely. And when you're just right here and now and you're saying, I'm good. Yeah. I'm exactly where I need to be here in the present moment. And that's, 
that's a wonderful affirmation, guys, for you to apply with this. I am exactly where I need to be right here, right now. I am good and perfect exactly as I am right here, right now. And that's the thing. Perfection comes from trust, perfect love and perfect trust, right? We're talking mm -hmm. about the craft, right? Because we both got craft <laughs> shirts today, right? What was the mantra? Perfect love, <laughs> in perfect love and perfect trust, because those mm -hmm. are the one attributes of life that are perfection. Love is perfection because it's unconditional. Yeah. It's unwavering. It's always there. Trust yeah. is something that once we embrace and apply it's also perfection because it's something that is giving us a chance to really, you know, step forward and grow and yep. evolve as human beings when we start trusting. Yeah. Okay. Like I tell my son, you are the perfect you. Nobody can be you in the same way. Only you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm really loving these cards. They just pretty much reflected everything we were talking about today, guys. And that's just it. The completion card was a wonderful card here and now, the presence and how imperative that is to this kind of work that we're talking about today. And yeah, yeah couldn't, have, couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to say we love you guys. Yes. We will see you soon. But until then, just know that we are sending you guys so, so, so much love as always. And we appreciate you and being able to be with you on this journey. Thanks for listening to this episode and continuing on this journey with us. Be sure to join our growing communities on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to have you back with us next week. Thank you for allowing us to be your voice. Until next time, remember to take care and be kind to yourself.